Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative. I'm Lauren LaGrasso, your host, and this show is for you. It is really for anybody who's ever had a dream or who had a longing in their soul. It's for anyone who wants to make creativity the filter for their life and claim the word creative, redefine your relationship with fear, take it out of the driver's seat, and through these things, step more fully into the essence of who you are. And today... In my last podcast of the year, I wanted to do a little year-end review and really walk you through how you can do one yourself and then set some intentions for the new year and also open up to you about a really painful yet important event that happened to me this past year that I wasn't able to share with you when it initially happened, but I want to take time to go through now because it's something that many of us have had to encounter in our lives. And um, I think it's important to talk about because our relationships really do affect our creativity and our career and every aspect of our lives. And so I want to tell you a little bit about one of mine that changed this past year. So I guess we'll jump in right in right to it. I guess we'll jump right into it. So when I was creating my list for my year-end review, I did a section that was highlights, and I did both career and personal. Maybe I could do a spiritual too, but I kind of lumped that in with personal. And then I made a section that was intentions for the new year, which are also tied to, I guess, what you would call lowlights. Many of them are tied to difficult lessons that I learned, and which I kind of lumped together career, personal, and spiritual. But I think ideally maybe you would separate them. I don't know. I just... <laughs> that's one of the things that I wrote on my list actually for intentions for the new year is consistency. Sometimes I lack consistency. It makes sense to me, but I think doing those little sections, at least doing a highlights and then an intentions for the new year that are tied to a specific event that you learn the lesson from and you want to do better for yourself the next year really helps in clarifying what you're proud of and what you're working on. So career highlights for this year, we're launching the podcast getting it on new and noteworthy 37 times, 37 times. I mean, that was absolutely unbelievable. And it was really all because of you. It's because of the ratings and reviews and because of new listeners coming to the table and saying, hey, I want to get creative, honey buns. I was hoping to make new and noteworthy once. So that was incredible. All the people who reached out to me to let me know the show inspired them to create or help them in any way all of your direct messages. I mean, my biggest dream outside of my own dreams, evenly killed with my own dreams, I'd say, is to help other people never have to die with their music still in them. To help anyone who has something in their soul that they are just dying to get out, to release it from their body and really become fulfilled because I know that every person has some sort of incredible magic in them. So those of you that reached out and said that the show inspired your art, your business, helped you have a different perspective in life, I cannot even tell you how much it means. That's why I do this show, and that's why I live my life the way I do. I really try to, the person you hear on here, to make that the person that's in the world and help whenever I can, however I can. I think it's really important to do that because what we put out, we get back, and the world would just be a better place if more people were doing what they love to do. I always say that repressed creativity is the cause of so much of the world's suffering, and it's true. 
if you're pushing down any life inside of you, bringing it out will raise the consciousness of all of those around you and inspire other people to do the same. So it's very important. And I don't take for granted any of you that have reached out and told me that this show, me, have helped you to do that in some small way. It means the world. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Another one was getting the show on the charts. I mean, that was also incredible and so exciting. Releasing Road to Glory, you know how much this means to me. I don't think I have to hit hit the nail on the head much more, but I mean, it was a big moment. After like seven years of solidly performing music and four and a half years of recording this album, that I finally got that song out and took a chance on myself and it put so much heart and soul and money and everything into it. It still hasn't done what I want it to do. I'm going to be completely frank with you. But no matter where it goes, even if this is where it stays, I feel so proud of myself that I took that chance and that risk and put something out into the ether that will be there forever that I can always be proud of. And the same goes with the music video for Road to Glory. That one was even more expansive and exciting than the song maybe because I hit so many roadblocks in getting it out. I went through three editors. It was a painstaking editing process. There was a whole big thing that happened that I actually cannot legally talk about where someone was trying to like withhold the video from me and I executive produced it as well. So I was really the force behind everything that happened. I collected all the props. I hired the stylist. I was paying for everything. I found the space, like all the things that went into making that music video. I found the director. (laughs) All like the logistics came from me. And it was a very powerful moment. And it actually made me realize like, I love producing video and I want to start doing a whole lot more of that. And I'd love to help other people produce their music videos because I learned so much. And it was a very powerful feeling being a woman and handling every aspect of such a large business and creative transaction. And it was really hard to be on set and like separate myself, you know, try to just be the actor or the singer in that moment because I did have all those other things I was handling. But it also made me realize that I like being in control. I want to share the burden with someone, but I like having a little bit of the burden. And so moving forward in my career, that's why I'm, I mean, I love producing audio and everything, but the biggest reason why I'm so grateful for it is because I would have just like stayed in my little lane in my corner and not really ever known what was going on if I hadn't produced. And so take a hard look at the things in your life that you think are outliers or that weren't your original intention that seem like they're adjacent to what you want to do, but not what you really want to do. And ask yourself, how is it serving the thing that you do want to do? Because most of the time, it gives us a skill set that we would have otherwise never had and that we can maybe bring into our primary creative passion. And so producing has been so crucial for me as a businesswoman, which is such a big part of being an independent creative. Anyway, love the music video. Also, just a quick request. If you haven't already gone and watched it, please go to YouTube, type in Lauren LaGrasso, Road to Glory. It should be the first thing that pops up. Click it, give it a like, and leave a comment. It really helps push it up the algorithm and brings visibility to it. And it would just mean so much to me because we put so many droplets of blood, sweat, and tears. That's probably the grossest way to say it, but it's true. I mean, like, there was metaphorical 
blood, sweat, and tears in that video, and any support that you can give it would really mean the world. And I would also say the public speaking I did was so amazing. I did the Girl Boss Rally and Pretty Thing Tour, and I loved being up there and connecting with the audience and being of service because it really felt like teaching, which is something that a lot of people have told me I, I should do over the years. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher, though. But I never realized like teaching doesn't have to be in the traditional sense of you're up there teaching a class. It could be in so many different forms that you teach. And so I loved that and I want to continue to expand upon it in the new year. And I feel so grateful that Girl Boss gave me that opportunity and really started my speaking career. Pretty Thing took a chance on me. It was awesome. And, you know, again, I want to go back to speaking it into existence. I said this on the podcast before, but literally the week before Girl Boss reached out to ask me if I wanted to do the rally, I had just said to my dad, he was telling me that this man who owns the market down the street from us, Farms Market, it's amazing. If you're ever in Gross Point, Michigan, check it out. But he was telling me that this guy was listening to a podcast, not mine, <laughs> but listening to someone's podcast. A public speaker was on there and he had a flash that I was going to become a public speaker. And my dad was talking to me about how he thought I'd be good at it and had I ever thought of it. And I said, yeah, I really want to do it. I really want to start public speaking. I just don't know how, but I got to figure it out. And then one week later, Girl Boss came to me. I do not think it's a coincidence. I do think Larry at Farms Market, that's his name, is a little bit clairvoyant. But I also think that just by stating what you want and being so specific, we learned that on the episode we did with Mary from Not Engage, the Instagram account. She talked about how the night before her Instagram went viral due to a Huffington Post article, she had written down in her notes on her iPhone all of the publications she wanted to work with. Within 10 hours, she was in the top one on her list, which is Huffington Post, and her account had gone viral. So it's not always going to happen that fast. You can't get discouraged when it doesn't. But it happens a lot faster and is a lot more likely to happen if you get specific. And if something doesn't happen, I really do believe that rejection is God's protection. You are just being protected from either not being ready for the thing, or maybe the universe wants you to do something even bigger, or Maybe it's just not for you. And I believe that no longing is put into our heart just to screw with us. If it's there, it's for a reason. And even if you don't understand it today, you're going to understand it someday. So anyway, long story short, yes, speak it into existence because it's much more likely to happen if you put it out there in very specific terms. Oh, and then I just, I love doing the media appearances I did to do this year, like applying appearing on Cheddar and talking about creativity. And it was at the New York Stock Exchange. It's this really cool show for professional women. And it was cool. It made me feel like I was on CNN and I want to do a lot more of that in the new year. So then moving on to the personal section, most of these were lessons that I learned. And the first two, which is what I alluded to at the beginning, are learning that I can't fix someone and walking away from a... I don't know the right word to say it. I mean, I want to say a mixed bag of a situation, walking away from a tough situation, walking away from love. This year in October, my boyfriend and I broke up and I haven't talked about it up until this point because I was still sifting through how I felt about it. I didn't feel ready to put it into words. I'm still not sure I'm 100% ready to put it into words. I, I haven't wanted something to live in perpetuity and then to regret putting it out there and 
Because once you put out a podcast, you can never really take it back. It kind of just lives on the internet forever. But I want to open up with you about it because I'm about to do a really awesome podcast, which I highly recommend you listen to. It's called Happy Never After. And it's all about dating and relationships. And I know I'm going to talk about this on there. And I wouldn't have felt right about it unless I shared it with you first. So my boyfriend, Napoleon, and I broke up earlier this year. And it was something that I had gone back and forth about for a long time. We were together for many years. We did take a break a couple of years ago over the summer of 2017. But other than that, we were together for six and a half years. And so it was a lot. I mean, he really was my best friend. Still is. But there were recurring issues that kept happening again and again that stole my serenity. Didn't make him feel good. It couldn't have made him feel good. And I'd say like 80% of the relationship was great, but that 20% was just intolerable to me at this point. And I couldn't keep moving forward and turning a blind eye and thinking it was going to change. And for a long time, because I got together with him when I was so young, I was 23 when I met him, I thought that I could fix him and that if I just stuck with it and I kept being a good example and telling him exactly what I needed he would do the things that I thought he needed to do in order for us to have a healthy relationship. But that was unhealthy of me. And I've recently realized I, as independent as I am, as independent as I am, I have a lot of codependent tendencies. And so I'm trying to, um, to reconcile with that, but that's kind of a side note. There was a final incident that happened that made me decide it was time and I don't want to disclose that at this moment. Maybe I will at a later date. But I think there were a few really important lessons from this. One is that if I could go back and give myself one piece of advice, because I did go back and forth over the course of six years, like as soon as six months into the relationship, should I be with him? Should I not? And it wasn't that I didn't love him. I always really loved him. That's why we stayed together so long. You know, we loved each other so much wasn't that. It was, there's just certain things that if you have a family with someone or even, I mean, the person you hang out with, you become, you know, it's like, do you want to emulate the things that you see in your partner that are destroying your serenity? Is that something you want to bring into your own life? Because you become like that person. So you have to ask yourself these questions. But if I could go back and give myself one piece of advice, it would be that in all those moments of going back and forth and back and forth, Just give yourself grace. Give yourself the grace to not know because when you know, you will know so deeply and it will be undeniable. And I don't know. I mean, there's always a chance we could get back together. But what I finally, finally realized is that if these changes happen, they have to happen because he wants them to. And they have to happen from him. I can't do it. I surrender. And I think a big piece of my issue in that relationship and in all my relationships has been that I feel responsible for others' sadness, problems, woes, unlived potential. And that's not my responsibility. And it's actually a distraction for me to keep me from focusing on what I need to do. Some of the things, not all of them, not the thing that ultimately broke us up was the final straw for us. But some of the things that I was criticizing him for were like things that I needed to work on in myself. Like if I was telling him like, why not try doing something entrepreneurial in your career? Like, "Mm, 
I needed to do that too. And why focus my energy on someone else when there's shit in my own yard that I need to clean up? So this breakup has been brutal because we really, I mean, he was at every show for me. He was always with me. We, we laughed constantly. We talk about creative. We'd always make up funny little songs together and sing together. And we had a blast. But it's better to be alone and actively working on yourself than trying to clean up somebody else when they don't want it. And yeah, so anyway, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I just wanted to open up to you about this and let you know, because even though it has been by far one of the hardest things that I've dealt with in the past year, it's also been one of the most important things I've dealt with in the past year, because if I'm going to level up my life, I need to work on myself and not be distracted by the problems of others. And relationships really, at the end of the day, should only enhance us. They shouldn't detract from us. And so if yours is exhausting you in any way, either work together to find a way to make it stronger so it's a foundation for your life rather than a black hole. (laughs) And not to say ours was. I mean, it was a foundation, like I said, 80% of the time, but you can't be getting sucked into a black hole 20% of the time. You're still going to disappear. So, um, yeah. And it takes two to tango. Don't get me wrong. I can admit what I did wrong. But anyway, that was a big thing. I'm proud of myself for it. Even though it was difficult, I'm proud of myself. And I know it was ultimately the right decision, even though it was the hard decision. Proud of myself for pushing to do what I was afraid of, whether it was leaving my relationship or starting a podcast, putting out my music, talking to someone, asking someone for help, telling someone when I was mad at them, setting a boundary. I did so much more of that this past year than I've done at all in my whole life. So I'm really proud of that. And for always pushing forward. That said, putting myself out there more, I got knocked down more this year than I probably have at any stage in my career. But I was more resilient than I've ever been at any stage in my career because I made a commitment to myself to keep going and to believe in my dreams and to keep pushing forward no matter what. And I think my skin just got a little bit thicker. It's still pretty translucent, but it's uh, it's definitely making its way to opaque slowly but surely. And then intentions for the new year. Okay. So these are, for me, consistency. One thing I notice is that I really lack consistency in most areas of my life. Besides my podcasts and meditating almost daily, I don't do anything consistently. And I think that's one of my biggest downfalls. The thing I've realized about most successful people from doing the show and all the shows I produce is they're consistent. Even if they're like disorganized or have some other flaw that kind of wouldn't make you think they're consistent, they actually do have consistency. So I want to find ways to structure my days that are more consistent, that allow me to have a nice foundation for success. I want to get more organized, not make my go-to being all over the place. I have my own little ways of organization within that, but it's not really organization. So finding a way to take my creative fun brain and put that through the filter of organization is definitely a goal because my mentor, you know, you've heard him on the show, Kevin Undergar always says that. If you can keep yourself organized, it's just like one thing that you don't have to think about and there's enough you need to think about in a creative career. You don't need to be thinking about where did I leave my keys, you know? (laughs) I want to have fun. Things have gotten so serious for me. And, you know, that's the thing about this past year is while I have done so much amazing work, much of the time I've been miserable or at the very least 
not enjoying myself. So in this next year, I want to have fun and enjoy my life and be funny and weird and wacky. And I want to be serious on the podcast. Like I want to have deep, incredible conversations, but I also want to laugh my ass off because I like being weird and fun and silly. And I feel such a pressure to deliver, but I've realized recently that like being fun and being myself is enough. It doesn't have to be like Eckhart Tolle meets, I don't even know if that's how you really say it, meets Oprah meets Deepak Chopra. Like it can be like Deepak Chopra meets Amy Sedaris. Maybe it's just those two. I don't know. (laughs) But like it doesn't have to be crazy. And you know, like what if I even gave myself the grace to be boring sometimes? Well, God forbid I'm boring or I'm not like proving that I'm a worthwhile human being in every minute. Why do I always have to prove that I'm worthy of taking up space? Maybe just being myself, whatever comes out that day or whoever I am that day, because we change from day to day is enough. Like maybe if I'm feeling tired, it's okay. And I want to give the same grace to you. Like you don't have to be fireworks and explosions all the time. Maybe you can just have fun, be yourself, be boring if that's fun to you, be lazy, be driven. Like all these things can coexist with one another. It doesn't have to be this big revelation every single moment. So yeah, I want to have fun this year and I want to enjoy my life and I want to not be so committed to like making everything perfect because I can't be perfect. Like I'm not even one of those people that can be perfect. So it's especially sad for me being a perfectionist. So I want to let myself be a mess sometimes. Not like literally I want to be organized, but like inside a mess. And yeah, whatever is happening with me that day, that moment that I record or interact with someone or even alone with the silence of my own heart, I want to allow myself to be and to enjoy. And I hope you give yourself the same grace. And I want to rest. I didn't sleep much this year and it really fucked me up. (laughs) I can't do it anymore. I'm not the, the young youth I once was. I need sleep. I want to travel. I realize I haven't been anywhere. I've been places, but I want to just go to Italy. Like I'm Italian and I've never been to Italy. Like what are we waiting for? Life is so short. This is part of being creative too. This is part of pursuing your dreams. This is part of pursuing a life you're proud of is enjoying these moments, letting yourself explore the world and see different cultures. If you have that opportunity and you can travel, it doesn't have to be so expensive. I mean, there's these flight hopper deals. We can get flights to Italy for like $300. So what am I waiting for? You know, I, I torture myself thinking I need to work so hard every moment. And yes, I do work hard and I pride myself on working hard and I'm not going to stop that. But what if taking those breaks and exploring the world is actually what brings the success? You hear from so many people who have a blast with life and enjoy life. And I'm starting to wonder if that isn't a big piece of the pie. Maybe it doesn't have to be so hard. Maybe enjoying brings joy to the work as well. So yeah, I want to either go to Italy this year or make plans to go to Italy in the next year. So if I don't go to Italy in 2020, I want to at some point in 2020, at least make plans to go in 2021 and just enjoy life. 
I want to get specific about goals and desires as we talked about earlier. Start seeing myself through more loving eyes and really learn to fall in love with myself. I heard this great advice from someone who did the Goop podcast. They said, take a piece of paper and write down all the qualities you want in a mate and then become that person. And I want to become a person I totally respect, I totally can rely on, that I love unconditionally, that I know is enough. And I just want to truly love myself because I know if I love myself, I will draw the right partner into my life, the right business partner, the right romantic partner, the right friends, all the things. When we can be the person that we want to be around, everything else can probably just fall into place, especially when it comes to our human relationships. So I want to really commit to myself and falling deeply in love with myself this year and honoring my inner child who I already love. I want to make more money this year and change my relationship with money. I think I have, I, I often have a scarcity mindset and I want to change to a mindset of abundance, really like loving and appreciating money for what it can do for me and for my creativity because this year more than any year because I've spent more than I ever have in my entire life on my creative projects and I'm feeling a little lean right now. I've realized the resource that money is and how it enables you to really pursue your dreams. So I want to create a life where I really draw abundance into my life. I want to work smarter, not harder. I've worked really hard this year and it's done some great things for me, but I think ultimately like finding more passive income, finding ways to really like draw the line between my goal and what I'm doing versus just doing as much as I possibly can and hoping it kind of leads to my goal. I want to get more specific in the way I work as well as my intentions. And getting contracts for everything. That is a big thing I learned. The minute you start working with someone, in any like true professional sense, you get a contract. Do not leave it to chance. Do not leave it to word of mouth. You need something in writing. And there's this great thing called Sprout Law where they have a bunch of generic contracts that you can kind of edit with your own language. They're like 50 bucks a piece. Like you can, for instance, download an intern contract if you have a small business. It's incredible. I'm going to have the founder of the company on the podcast sometime in the new year, but I highly, highly recommend them. And I guess I want to end the show by asking myself and you also the question that I ask everyone on the show when it ends, which is if you and your little self were standing in the same room right now, looking at each other, what would she say to you and why? I think she'd say, I can't believe you write songs. And oh my God, what's a podcast? I, that looks so cool. Is it like the radio? And I'm proud of you. Keep going. And I would say to her, I love you. I'm going to keep doing everything I can to take care of us. And never lose that kindness and that spark and that fervor for life and for people. You are exactly who you're supposed to be. And who you are is more than enough. Thank you for listening to the show this year. You have made my dreams come true by listening. I love you so much and whatever I can ever do to be there for you and to help lift you up in your career and your passions and your personal projects. I'm here for it. And I will ask you to please rate and review the show. It helps so much. It helped get us on the charts. It helped get us on new and noteworthy rate and review on Apple podcasts, subscribe, 
follow it on Spotify, share it with a friend, put it in your Instagram stories and tag me and the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative at Lauren LaGrasso. I will repost. I appreciate you so deeply. And my wish for you this year is that you know who you are is more than enough. And if you don't know what you're supposed to do in this moment, give yourself the grace of not knowing because when you do, it will be undeniable. I love you. Thanks for an amazing 2019 and here's to 2020. All right. Talk soon. I believe in you.